it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week, we're taking a look back at the Wickham defeat and the Middlesbrough defeat, talking North End's current form, the manager's situation, and looking ahead to the looting game at the weekend. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, just about recovered after going to Middlesbrough last night. We're recording on the Wednesday morning, or afternoon, I should say. Uh, so, just about recovered from the Middlesbrough trip. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the <clears throat> one of the nicer trips, actually, going, going north for once, rather mm. than sort of trekking down the M6 through the Midlands and off down to London where uh, most of these games seem to have been this season so no it made a pleasant surprise you know you know, pleasant change going the other way and yeah. uh, up there unfortunately uh, didn't get the result we wanted yeah though. we'll get on to that we'll get on to that well I think we might as well just go straight into it I mean we've got plenty to talk about today haven't we so we might as well uh, crack on we'll start with well the game that we've the first game since we recorded which was uh Wickham one nil, and I think my, um, the way I kind of describe it at the moment is it's the latest new low of the the PNE season, really, wasn't it? It was just a, a terrible performance. You're against bottom of the league, rock bottom, and just didn't turn up. No, you, you look at it on paper, one nil defeat. Well, you, you could look at it if you, if you knew nothing about the game, you could look well one nil defeat. Mm. Fine margins could have gone either yeah, way. They happen. Anything but. Anything but. No, yeah. <coughs> North End were dreadful in the first half. Slightly better second, but that wasn't difficult. Yeah. Um, Wickham did exactly what they did when they played North End in the FA Cup in January. Mm-hmm. Host of early corners. The difference was this time there was a couple of near misses rather than mm. them all ending up in the net like they did in the FA Cup. But, you know, North End didn't heed the warning. Wickham scored with a 27th minute, was it? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Ryan Tafazzoli. Um Six up three, six up four defender. That's a simple header, really, yeah, wasn't it? In not even, didn't need to get up that high. No. It was just a sort of straightforward ball in the middle of the net. The corner it down. was hardly whipped in and, no. and, you know, it was just floated in and anyone can attack it and Wickham simply wanted it more, yeah. really. That's the best way to describe it, I think. One nil and that was enough for him. Yeah. You know, like, you know, but for a couple of saves from Daniel Everson, who... Yeah who is becoming an increasingly busy goalkeeper yep. during his long spell and is becoming a more impressive goalkeeper, yep. seemingly, as the weeks goes on. Um, had it not been for a couple of saves from him, mm-hmm. the margin of defeat it seems to be every week more. you're talking about another brilliant Daniel Everson save. And to be honest, for his sake, I'd like to him just have a week off. You know, just to be able to not have to worry and, and mm-hmm. for North End to control the game. And, you know, even it, even like... Some games, what I say, the Huddersfield game, he still makes saves in that game, and you think, you know, 
you'd just like to see North End boss it. And if you're going to boss it, it's, you'd, you'd expect it to be against bottom of the league. And they were just... Wickham just completely ran the rule over North End, completely did what they wanted to do, mm. bullied them, really, yeah. bossed it. I mean, every credit to them. And it... I suppose if you look at it, there was if there was one team that looked like they were bottom of the league that day, it wasn't it wasn't Wickham, was no, it? No, it wasn't. No, you know, people do go on about Wickham's direct style. Mm. Yes, at times they were direct, but there were other times they actually got the ball down well. Yeah, and played a bit of football. You know, <laughs> some nice approach. They didn't play it in their own half, mm. but they got it up into the north end half directly. But got it down and knocked it around quite nicely. I was listening to the uh, the Wickham commentary, and uh, and they were saying that they were basically joking about how much possession Wickham were having because mm. they were even if not having more possession than North End and they were like this doesn't happen this mm. isn't Wickham and they, they were just amazed with how well they were playing which I think if anything just makes it a bit worse for North End that even their own I follow was surprised or the, I think it's BBC commentary but even they were surprised by how much they were controlling the game yeah yeah we North End just weren't <coughs> just weren't in it anywhere mm. or, or, or you know anywhere over the pitch yeah second half they got a um, more of a foothold in the game but where they had the ball it wasn't particularly getting into mm-hmm. areas where they were going to hurt Wickham they had you were, we talked about Daniel Everson before and like a hope that he could have a quiet game in the first half, David Stockdale, the Wickham keeper, he could have got a deck chair out and yeah. had a cigar, yeah. you know, a cigar and a pint. Sat lent against his post or something. Yeah. <clears throat> now, he was a bit busier in the second half, taking a few crosses, and he made a you know a decent save with his foot at the near post from mm. uh, Anthony Gordon. Yeah. But <clears throat> for all North End stepping back into the game in the second half and seeing more of the ball, it wasn't really around that final third area. It was like, you know, nice little See, stuff coming in from the sides, but not, yeah. not not doing any damage at all. How many teams, really, that come against North End need more than one goal to get a result? That's know, the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, North End just don't have goals in them. They don't. And if you if you score once, the, the chances are you're at least getting a draw. Yeah. Because for PNE to go and score two, mm-hmm. just seems very unlikely. Everything just everything in the final third just just mm-hmm. feels like hard work. Just That's, looks like hard work. Do you know what I mean? It's something I've been having a chat with different people <clears throat> over the uh, the last few days about. It's it's all a bit samey, isn't mm. it? We know right. We know we know that he likes to play a four-two-three-one. At the moment, Chad Evans is up front doing that thankless task of battling oh. against two centre halves. Yeah. You might say he's gone off the boil slightly in terms of scoring goals, um, but he's meant to be supported by your number ten, mm-hmm. and your two wingers. That's where you you, you know. Yeah. A lot, a lot of managers, to be fair, they don't play two up front as a pair anymore. This is not the. Sh- Shearer Sutton area like it used to be yep. for example the Garner Beckford era yeah yeah you know <laughs> like uh, yeah to use you know that was the North End one the Sutton Shearer was a big famous one you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. from Rovers wasn't SAS. it from, yeah um, sometimes you play a wide you know when you play two wide men wide of a striker you sometimes put another striker and play him slightly wider or you put two wingers in there but the idea is when those two wingers they've got to get close to the striker you've got to get mm. your number 10 close to it everyone's just looks isolated you know yeah. he's he's having to do so much work and if he's battling to win the ball and he, when he does often against two defenders then he's not getting the support to lay it off mm. you know he, he, he is managing to lay it off but it's laying it off quite a distance back you know mm. you're almost back to square one and it also makes things harder in terms of the the technical quality that he has to have when he's spending say 30 seconds battling to keep this ball 
then he's got to play a measured pass through. Mm-hmm. It's it just makes it ten times harder because you've got to have that concentration. You've got to maintain that like sort of the stamina throughout that move to mm-hmm. get things right. And even at the end of it, if he if he has a shot or something and he ends up slicing it, you think he's just he's just run out of steam in that movement. And that's what you know that's what happens with forwards, isn't it? But he's got to do everything himself. But it's all samey around it, really. Mm. If you look at it, it's sort of um, you look at team selection it's one week it right it's Tom Barkhausen in and the next it's Scott Sinclair that doesn't work Barkhausen goes back in Johnson comes out Brad Potts comes in yeah. in out it's the same sort of players as well it didn't work last week but it might work this week you mm. know and uh you know <clears throat> we'll move on to the Middlesbrough match in a bit but mm. you know like people have been saying where's Anthony Gordon you know he didn't get on at all in the 90 minutes so we can cover that after but yeah. he, he's he's another alternative which you don't seem to turn to all the time but it it does just seem to be the same faces coming back oh we'll try we'll, we'll try a bit of Barky again yeah. and Barky's not been cutting the mustard recently no. Scott Sinclair's gone very quiet he's not getting involved in the game fair enough at Middlesbrough he did have a goal disallowed um but, you know, you want to see him doing a bit more. You know, the game he's being asked at the moment, you've got to do your tracking back mm. to the full-backs. In his career, has he ever really had to do that before? Because, you know, slightly different style, he's very much pushed up the pitch. And then the energy wasted, not wasted, but the energy mm. used tracking yeah. back is then can't really put going forward as much. Yeah. He doesn't have that maybe the same burst of speed that you might expect. Yeah, but, like you know, he's, if he does on. get the ball on the counter-attack, he's often way back in his own mm-hmm. half. He needs to be, you know, sort of higher yeah. up the pitch, you know. And I think, I think the thing is as well, we could probably right now describe... PNE's patterns going forward. So if North End get the get the ball, they'll maybe push into the opposition half. The winger will drop deep and lay it back into the midfielder. He'll come into the striker, and and, and if they do start getting at the the fullback might push up with the winger and they might play together for a little bit. They'll get to the edge of the box. They'll lay it back. Then there might be a crossing. You're aiming probably at Evans on his own, and the ball generally goes behind him mm-hmm. to the edge of the 18 yard box, and then it's cleared. And then it just seems to be that that's kind of the way North End attack and. At times, th- there's been rare occasions where they do kind of break that mould. And, and Huddersfield was an example where they broke quick. They were constantly moving forward and they weren't really thinking about anything else but attacking. You think of the two goals against Huddersfield on mm. the break in the second half. I think it was six touches from mm. sort of tee to green almost. Yeah. Fantastic to watch, you know, quick, incisive movements. Yeah, everything wants to go forward. Everyone's making yeah. a run forward. Everyone's trying to be sort of progressive but I think a lot of the times and I, I've said it for ages and ages especially on this podcast that you know North End will get to the edge of the box and then just lay it back and they don't they don't try and get in behind the defence commit defenders things like that and when that is the case and a lot's being played in front and you're playing with a sort of focal point target man who isn't running in, then running behind mm-hmm. everything's being played in front of the, the opposition defence and especially you know Wickham are, are, are there for that all day they'll put their heads on stuff and you know back themselves to to keep it out, yeah. I suppose. Alex Neal was saying after the Wickham game, you know, he, he thinks with with what's happened with the squad, he's not got at the moment another way of playing apart from sort of turning it a bit longer so up to Evans. Now fair enough he he he, he cited he's he, he's missing Ben Ben Davis, you know, could play the ball yep. like, like out from the back. Ben Pearson, who's I thought passing is very underrated. I thought that was a very big key of his game yep. when he was here. Yeah, they're not here anymore. Let's, let's move on from that. But we've still got midfielders who can pick the ball mm. up from the back. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily need to play out from the back, play it into midfield. You know, short yeah. pass into midfield, let the midfield. They've got some creative players there yep. up front. You know, it doesn't always need to be banged towards Evans. You've got Emil Reese, 
who seems to have dropped off the pecking order recently. Yeah. We've got Maguire back recently, not people's favourites, but I tell you, he works hard and he, mm. he can link the play. I think back to when they beat Bournemouth in December. Going forward, it was a superb attacking performance. You know, Maguire played a bit of a, as a false nine at the time, you know, but he was dropping off, pulling out to the wings, Sinclair mm. and Barcazen yeah. were moving into that space he created. And it was a joy to watch. And they were moving the ball around, knocking the ball around. It wasn't just sort of... Uh, you know, a, a turn the ball forward. And oh, no offence, it's not a it's not a Wimbledon style. You know, yeah. knock to the corners or anything. You know, it's it's more clip balls down the channel. But the, you know, it means a lot of work for that one striker to you know for Evans to go in and collect. You yeah. know, like to to battle the defenders. And uh, I think I think the wingers as well. They don't seem to want to take the man on very much. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like you see Scott Sinclair, and I know he comes in a lot. And I think, to be honest, I think this sort of dry spell for Scott Sinclair has, has been coming because the goals he was scoring were just little poachers efforts and, and you can't rely on them to happen all the time. He doesn't make much himself. He's still, I think, the best finisher at the club. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But the way he plays, he doesn't like look to take people on. I think the only time he did it was against Swansea and he scored, like, ran half like the pitch and mm-hmm. scored. And you don't really see him, you know, stand someone up and beat him with a bit of trickery. And I think that's why everyone's getting so excited by Anthony Gordon because he wants to commit people and beat people. Yeah, but <clears throat> give give Sinclair the ball near the box. Mm. He will score, but, you know, put him in on the angle, you know, and go in like he did against Middlesbrough in the home, the home game in December, you know, both slid in the defence, yep. cross the keeper. You know that that that's that's his more his bread and butter that you know mm. slide him in. You know I've I've often I've often wondered if there's a case for playing Sinclair up front. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. know I was going to ask you that. I or playing if if you do play three five two, you could certainly play as a second striker. Yeah, that's exactly off, what off I was saying yeah. against against um, against Rovers when because mm-hmm. um, it was Barkey that started, wasn't it? And, mm-hmm. and um, I was saying I'd like to see him come on because Barker was getting in behind but he wasn't really taking his chance I think Sinclair would probably take those and him playing off Ched who is also willing to run in behind I think it's a really interesting prospect that but I you mean, think of Sinclair's goal at Birmingham as well the winner mm. in uh, in January again you know it was a nice counter attack that one ball mm. slid through he got it on the on the angle on the right hand side yeah. of the box opposite side to what he did against Middlesbrough Bam, cross the keeper, right in the corner. I think he makes them look easy, you know, because they're not, they're not the, the easiest of finishes no. to, to be played through at that sort of angle, and you've got to get it all right, got to get the power, the height, all those sorts of things. I do think he makes it look easy, but, mm. you know, it, I don't think he's necessarily playing as what you'd sort of expect an out-and-out winger to do. He doesn't really look to get down the line. He's kind of more tucked in, in nearer the striker. I think at Celtic, when he was there, they played a 4-3-3, four, four, three, three, and it was, mm. a high, it was a high line 4-3-3. Three, three. You know, the, yeah. the two wide guys were very much pushed on with the sort of three midfielders behind, you know, so he probably had that licence to come inside. Like, you know, he more yeah. as a, a tucked-in tucked winger or a wide yeah. striker almost. Yeah, know? yeah. But I mean, we won't we won't linger too long on the Wickham. But I mean, it was it was the the latest low, wasn't it? It's, yeah, it sort of followed on. You know, you look at other games and probably Luton before Christmas, the three 0 defeat down there. That mm. was a that was a pretty stodgy one, wasn't yeah, it? That one, yeah, one we didn't enjoy. And then some of those early home defeats as well. You know, when they lost five on the bounce. And yeah. Millwall, Millwall wasn't great away, you know, the fact that North End were winning and, you know, yeah, Millwall scored, but, you know, a late winner. But I'd say for the worrying signs of, I don't know, commitment to the wrong word. They were out for. They They were were out out for, you know, like. There's no hiding that. They weren't out tactics or anything, you know. If you get out tactics sometimes, it's 
one of those things, you know, like some sides are better than others on the day. But when you're just running that extra bit, you know, than the other team, yeah. you know, when you're getting out run, you're getting out for it. It's it really was one of those things where you come away after nine minutes, just like, oh, I don't enjoy football. <laughs> you're just like, what's yeah. the point of this? Oh, this is rubbish. Yeah. Not coming back next week. But then you do, obviously. <laughs> but then obviously we did go into the Middlesbrough game. Yeah. To be fair, first last night. Yeah. First sort of 20 minutes, 25 minutes, they were fine. Yeah. I thought they looked all right, you know. Like I actually it. thought they looked like a completely different team. They, mm. seem to be, they seem to be popping it around a bit. They seem to be a bit busier. I actually thought uh, Brad Potts and Andrew Hughes stood out for me because I thought Potts was was getting a, getting about a bit and a few good touches. And I thought Hughes down that left side was playing some some quite progressive passes, playing forward in towards the area. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. rolled in a couple of times, didn't he? He linked yeah. up and sort of rolled yeah, towards the box. And I, I think, think it was Brown and Brown, Brown was one of them. Yeah. 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 And then, and then Chad Evans came across and it, it, it seemed to be working and everything was going smooth. And then Middlesbrough come forward down that left-hand side and, across to no one really and then the next thing it's in the back of the net and you can't legislate for those sorts of things no. I know Alex Neal's saying it's a mistake that's cost him is that not a bit harsh I mean and he sliced it I know he's not connected properly but he's not like he's in the right place to intercept yeah. the cross and he's just mishit it it could have gone anywhere He's mi- it's a mistake he was a centre half you, you've got to be clear in that now yeah. you, you know I saw at the time Live, watched it back since, and the lassie Yannick Belassi's cross is just a sort of a lazy one almost. Yeah. Just, oh, it's just nothing. I'll get it in. There wasn't a lot of pressure on the ball when when he put the cross in. Mm-hmm. Where where story was, I don't think there was a Middlesbrough player within five or six yards of him. No. It really wasn't, and it was just a bit of a swing, and it hit the side of his foot. You know, sliced off it, went past Everson and near post. He said it could have gone anywhere. It could have gone wide. It could have gone through to Everson. It could have. You know, come off his foot and spun across the box, yeah. and someone else cleared it. it An inch a different direction, it goes yeah. away from goal. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those. To, but to be fair to the, you know, like to be fair to North End, they, they they came back well within two minutes of that. They had the ball in the net, mm-hmm. the, the one that got disallowed. It was, yeah. it was a corner, and I don't don't quite think it was a, a header from Story. It seemed to come off his face and his <laughs> chest and bounced goalwards I think the keeper spooned it out yep. and, and uh, Sinclair it. followed it in mm-hmm. you know and obviously given flagged offside against Sinclair was a bit unlucky but they were doing okay and remember at nil-nil as well Seth Vandenberg had hit the bar with an absolute rocket shot yeah I, obviously I'm watching on the red button but the, the camera was like right behind it and yeah. you're like oof it was yeah some effort it was you know and um, again it had come from a little bit of like good play when North End had got the ball into the box but they hadn't been able to do much with it in the box so you mm. know I think you know Evans had it a couple of times and another player did and then it eventually is what we were talking about that little bit of craft in the box and eventually it just got laid out to Vandenberg I thought yeah. oh, sod it I'm having <laughs> yeah. a shot here yeah. he got you sick know. of watching he was like yeah. right, I'll do it then it was straight as an arrow wasn't it yeah. right up again, yeah, against the bar you know so so it's so no complaints with that first half hour or so. Then obviously Alan Brown gets sent off thirty six minutes. Now yeah. we can debate that. I think he he was stupid. He he was, he got he deserved the red card for what he did. He, he got himself sent off. Yeah. I, I wrote it in the in my talking points. There's no way around it. He got himself yeah. sent off. But Sam Morsley should have gone. That's and, it. And. There could be retrospect. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of retrospective yeah. action against Morsi. <laughs> if you swing, if yeah. you swing once, you might be able to. You might yeah. be able to talk your way out of yeah. it. Do it twice. Because yeah. <laughs> one was a forearm, and the other was an actual sort of yeah smack, kind of wasn't like, it? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, a swing of the arm. One was a swing of the arm. One was a smack. Different parts of the head. Now, the fact that Morsi wasn't booked for it in 
you know, any yep. part of it at the time. And it's completely unseen, yeah, technically. Unseen. That means that the FA can have a look at it. Now, it sounds a bit churlish us talking about, oh, I want the Middlesbrough player to, yeah. you know, suffer. We've lost the game and like, oh, well, we yeah. want him banned. Yeah. Like. But, you know, like, it's within the rules of the game. It, yeah. it happens. You get retrospective action. I think it's going to happen. It won't bring the points back for North End. It doesn't, yep. you know, Brown was silly to do what he does. He's, he's, he's experienced enough no, not, not to, to do it. Out. Yeah. Um, he was obviously frustrated. Um, he turned the the air the same colour as his shirt. <laughs> we we were sat on that side of the ground, and um, this was uh, one or two one or two harsh words said from uh, Mr. Brown. I've got to admit, but he you know he, he sort of went half off and then came back on to yeah. protest, didn't he? You know, and he was asking the referee, "What have you seen? What have you seen?" Yeah. It, but and the referee a, hadn't seen anything. But it, no, <laughs> but in slightly more sort of um, you know, yeah. industrial <laughs> tones, let's put it that way. But we were talking to Michael Jackson, the ex-North End defender, mm-hmm. who was doing the commentary for I Follow, you know, half time, and he he said straight away that has to be the fourth official who saw yeah. that. It couldn't have been anyone else. The ref, if you have a look at the replays, the ref wasn't looking at it. Not even the sending off. He didn't see the Morsi bit, and he didn't see the Brown bit. He was relying on. Because, you know, they, they were behind the ball. Two other players were competing for the ball. That's where the ref was looking. Mm-hmm. So it was Michael Jackson straight away saying, oh, that was a fourth, that was a fourth decision. Yep. We were speaking to Paul Gallagher at the you know after the match and he was saying the same thing. It was a fourth official decision, which is fair enough. That's what the, mm-hmm. they are meant to work as a team. So I have no complaints about that, whatever. You know, like, yeah. you could say that's good refereeing, but, you know, like... The fourth official, okay, you've seen Brown's part, but why haven't you seen Morsey's part? Because it's all happened within the sort of same. Yeah. You know, Morsey wasn't subtle. Yeah. Morsey's a bit of a Ben Pearson, isn't he? You know, like. Uh, yeah, he knows it's what he's part doing. of his game, you know, yeah. like. Uh, and it was telling that Neil Warnock took him off at half time because Gallagher had said a few things, apparently going down the tunnel. He said a few things to me in the interview afterwards about Morsey's characters shall we say yes and I think Warnock played an absolute blinder by bringing Sam Morsey off there because I think North End would have targeted him in some yeah, way in the yeah. second half kept him out of the firing yeah. line didn't he but be all an end or North End ended up with 10 men yep it was always going to be difficult at 1-0 down yeah. where they can't score in general anyway yeah. but, they nearly, but they nearly did you know towards the end of the half Jordan Story had that yeah. header down, down keeper to, yeah. keeper touched it over and the ref blew for blooming <laughs> half time I think Jordan Story was like the best forward yeah. <laughs> against Middlesbrough the most chances I didn't think he, he was trying end. to make amends wasn't it you yeah. know? But, um, and then we got the Alex Neal red card because yes. he's, he's got he, what happens at the final you know the half time whistle blew players come off now rather than Alex Neal wait for the referee on the touchline decide to go onto the pitch which managers do mm-hmm. the trouble is the referee and his assistants had waited near enough down by the by the goal you know by the penalty box mm-hmm. so it was a long walk for Alex to go all the way to confront the referee and I believe that is what he's getting in trouble for is yep. coming on coming that far to make his protest known apparently I don't, I don't think he swore he said he didn't he said yeah. he wasn't aggressive I've seen a picture our snappers got from him our, you know who, who do the games for us and you can see on one he's sticking his elbow out swinging mm. it out and you can see he's obviously demonstrating what he says was happening yeah. you know, rather than that but the thing was what the referee said to him he said well you've walked 60 yards to talk to me now and I don't think it's quite 60 yards but it was a long way to sort of to go. It seems a bit harsh. Though, yeah, so I, what I could, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 there's a ban for Neil if it 
it might be a game off the touchline. I don't know. Yeah. It might it might just be a fine. Yeah. Um, Brown will get a free match ban for you know violent for unless he can claim provocation and get the ban reduced. They, they won't get the they won't get the suspension no overturned the record overturned. Maybe they might get a game off it. I don't know, but yep. that you know we'll see with that later in the week. But as it was, Neil went off and it was the most pointless sending off <laughs> yeah. as a manager because... I've seen a when, picture when, of him stood next to DJ yeah, on the bench. When, like. Usually when a manager gets sent off orders from the touchline, they end up right up in the director's and they're box on the, on phone. the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. Basically now, with, with social distancing at ground, substitutes are spread out, mm-hmm. you know, and the staff behind the dugouts. Yeah. Aren't Almost they, to know. the end of like the first tier of yeah, stands, yeah, isn't you it? Know, yeah, like, far back, yeah, you know, you, you sit... It's, Two people per row, basically, going yeah. a bit. And basically, Neil just went to sit behind the last substitute, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, like, yeah, I've seen one picture, he's even further forward, and then he, he's gone a little bit further back. But he's probably no more than 10 rows back. And in a quiet stadium anyway, yeah. you're going to hear what... All, all The only difference it made is that he wasn't physically on the touchline. He was instead just doing everything what he'd do, yeah. be doing anyway, yeah. just from there instead. Yeah, like, he didn't, as you say, he didn't have to get on the mobile phone yeah. and sort of talk down to Frankie McAvoy or, or yeah. Steve Thompson or, or something. You know, he could yeah. just just hear it anyway, you know. It, it's... Uh, and you know, like they don't do stadium bands or anything, so they won't yeah. have to hide. They won't have to hide him in the kit, in, in the kit, sort <laughs> or of a uh, cherry picker in the corner or yeah, something. Yeah, they won't have to hide him in the kit bags <laughs> to get into the stadium next time. But in his yeah. defence, generally speaking, he is quite reserved, quite measured on the touchline, yeah. and he, he isn't the type really to go and no. shout and ball at the referee. I mean, he'll have a word of the fourth official, like yeah. manager. I think I think the fourth official job is sometimes one of the most thankless ever. You just yeah. get basically get need earplugs. You just get two managers chipping in your ear. For 90 yeah. minutes and then if it's not the managers it's the first team coaches and the assistants yeah. you know you you must have earache at the end you yeah. know it's but. funny that Alex Muir mentioned Steve Evans the other day and yeah. I, was, I was there at Fleetwood <laughs> Gillingham and oh that fourth official that poor poor yeah. guy <laughs> I was in the stands and I was getting sick of him never mind being stood next to him but like he's not he's not the type to really go shouting and bawling mm. and this is like maybe a slightly different topic but you only gonna, you're only going to hear one side because yeah. obviously the referees never come out, do an interview yeah. or explain the mm-hmm. reason. If thing is, if the referee comes out, I mean, the EFL officials in general is just mind blowing at times. The standard is just mm-hmm. poor. It ain't good in the Premier League. No, the fingers have only got with got, all the replays, they still get the decisions yeah. wrong. It's, sometimes we've got VAR to dig them out, you know, yeah. dig themselves out of a hole. But sometimes and even the people running in, yeah. VAR are just mm, just yeah. that's, a, that's another, belief. That's yeah. another matter. But but you know. the, the thing is, so you, you're only going to hear you're only going to hear one side. And if, if that fourth official or whatever comes out and says, "Look, didn't see there was a coming together mm-hmm. which caught my attention. Mm-hmm. I've missed." Morsi do whatever he's done to provoke him, but then I see Alan Brown kick out. I have to punish that incident. Mm. I I might may have missed one, but I suppose for him, two wrongs don't make a right. No. He may well have missed the provocation, yeah. but what Alan Brown has done is still wrong, and that's why. And it, and if if they come out and explain that, mm. you almost have to kind of go fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Mm. You know, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. But it's I suppose it's that lack of communication. And like I say, it's probably a more broader topic than than we're going to go into here. But you know. At least if you get some sort of explanation yeah. off off the back of it, you know it kind of maybe made make people feel a little bit better about it. I suppose it. in a way you'll get one if Morsi is charged with mm. retrospective. That's a way of saying yeah, they missed it and yeah. got it wrong. If Alex Neal doesn't get any kind of ban, <clears throat> that yeah. will explain how his what, approach was. Yeah, yeah, because they'll be mic'd yeah. up as well, so yeah. they'll be at here. And then how you know. If if Neil was to be charged with anything beyond that, like improper mm. conduct or something, you mm. know, like 
foul and abusive language which he said he, he wouldn't use that will come out but I don't yeah. think it, you know I think uh, you know he might get a one game ban as I say or it might just you know the punishment will suffice on the day you know he might get a slap on the wrist so. and then Middlesbrough kind of they, they have a couple of attacks but another brilliant save by Everson with his, with his legs foot. yeah, yeah. It was great from McNair that was, what yeah. was McNair five yards yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. header and he, he manages to save it then uh, um, it was McNair who set up the goal. Really. Yeah, hits the hits the bar. Was it hit the bar? Like no, saved well, onto it. Saved yeah, onto the he, bar. And McNair went down the wing. He, he skipped past Liam Lindsay quite easily. Mm. I thought, you know, went to ground over him, pulled it back. Um, oh, it was Akpom, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Akpom. Yeah, put it. You know, shot it up against the bar, on the side of the bar, bounced down, and Marcus Tavernier had come on at yeah. half time for Morsi yep. he was following up and actually he just heads it into the goal but actually he does it quite well mm. because you have got people covering back on the yeah. line he doesn't it's just head down it down and angled he angled yeah. it across you know so I'll give, I'll give the lad the credit it was a decent it was a decent finish it wasn't to sort of head it into the empty net you know just a routine finish he actually did it quite well yeah. and from and then, then on at that, that was point it. it's just kind of that's game That's yeah. that, it's almost damage limitation you could say yeah. I, I can't remember North End having a much of it. I think it almost told with someone like like you know Chad Evans going off yeah. stuff like that who has not who's barely missed a minute since he started coming into the team and yeah. playing well. I checked with Alex point. Neal actually after the game. I said were the substitutions tactical or resting later on. He said the ones, the first one Malumbi at half time was tactical yep. instead of Sinclair. But he looked like to have a lot of energy yeah. when he came on. Didn't the he? double the double sub was um, a bit more tactical, yep. but certainly Evans coming off. And, and Whiteman coming on for him, wasn't it? And yep. then the last one, Rafferty for Lindsay, Lindsay which I know got a lot of criticism because it's Joe Rafferty and he's, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not the most popular figure at the club, but, yeah. um, you know, among the fans, you know, well, why are they doing that? But that wasn't to try, you know, that North End weren't getting back into that game. No. And I think just with Lindsay having played his first game back mm-hmm. after five weeks out of the hamstring... It was just a precautionary, probably saving for Saturday. You know, yeah. it's not great to see. You almost put the white flag in that game. Yeah. Up, but it but, was all... What, yeah. yeah, what do you expect? I mean, 10, mm. ten men, mm. Neil Warnock's side, yeah. were very organised. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I saw people complaining because I suppose in theory, Joe Rafferty could have gone at right back. Mm-hmm. Sepp could have gone at centre-half right. and Hughes could have stayed at left-back. So they're more, in more natural positions. So yeah. that element I can understand. But in general, you know, yeah. there's, there's certain games... Where say North End of three nil up after an hour you'll take off your better players you because do. you know it's won. Yeah. I suppose it's the same thing there, and it's not as it's obviously not as nice when you're losing, mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. not you want them to always go after it. And Alex Neil said in the past he'd always rather take mm-hmm. uh, go for a win and risk losing a draw, things like that. Because I saw that started coming up recently as well. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's just one of them. I but think. But then you have the thing where you know, like should Anthony Gordon have been one of the players coming on? Who, 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 mm. One of the players in the squad at the moment who will get you off your seat, you know, yeah. like, potentially. What, what I, is the I, think, t- I think, I think, I think, I, you know, going back to the last substitution, I didn't think, wouldn't see any point in bringing Gordon That's on. That's what with I was like going to say. 10 minutes yeah. left. That don't what, do. what would it, the point of it be? No, if you're going to bring Gordon on, it should have been... An hour? The, he the would either sub. the half-time sub yeah. or the hour one, you know, yeah. so... Cause give him time to make, feel his way into the game. And like exactly. Make as he did at Wickham, as he did at Wickham, yeah. you know, he came on, he, you know, took a couple of touches or a couple of iffy touches mm. in there, but steadily grew himself into the game, you know, so... He's still a young player. He's mm. still got f- very few games under his belt at North End. If mm. he comes on for 10 minutes in a game when you're down to 10 men and you're not getting much in it and he might not get his touch right and stuff like that, 
it, it sort of almost puts him into a bit of worse yeah. form and it's not going to benefit him. No. In, you know, he might have completely left him out uh, on Tuesday and he might start on Saturday. Mm. And, that, and a big part of that might have been that he didn't get on and, and he can just go, go at it fresh. And if that's the case, I'd rather see him from the off against Luton yeah. than I would have him come on and do what he can when North End have probably yeah. already lost the game and it might be pessimistic it might be defeatist to to say that sort of stuff yeah. but they had they had as soon as as soon as especially as soon as that second goal went in it take it take a miracle for PNE to score especially yeah. at the moment to score yeah. twice with 11 men uh, yeah <laughs> never mind 10 yeah. at, at the riverside neil warnock's team mm. do you know what i mean and for me i i love anthony gordon i'd love to see more of him i'm with a lot of fans on that mm. that it at least gets you out you see at least mm. tries to make things happen mm. But in that scenario, I just don't see how much no. there was to gain from it. It was it was either an early substitution mm-hmm. or not at all. Yeah, yeah give him a chance to, to get into the game. He had or, to be on by the hour. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, as I say, he could have come on for 10 minutes and he could have got caught by a tackle, you know, and like put him out for a week or so. so yeah. No, no point in that. Yeah. Then. Or if he can't get into his rhythm, then he's he's kind of, he's just try, trying to find that rhythm going into Saturday, stuff yeah. like that. If you keep him fresh, keep him out of it. and. Yeah. He doesn't. It also doesn't have to associate with that sort of game. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't come onto it thinking, oh, "I lost the last game I played," and he he wasn't a part of that. And he can come into it with a sort of uh, a fresh approach. But I, I mean, think he's got to start on Saturday. Yeah, did, we'll I go just, on to that now. I just think they need to freshen it up. Yeah. Playing Luton on Saturday, yep. deep there, last game before the international break. Yeah, I mean, at the best of times, you don't want to lose or you want to get a result before the international break. But I think, and we'll come on to this. Well, we'll talk about Luton now, then we'll come on to it in a, in a little mm-hmm. bit. But it could be a, a very important game for a, for a few different reasons, couldn't it? So you, you need to make sure you get this one right. And, and to be fair, Luton are in decent form. They've won three of the last five, and the, the yeah. two that they've lost were Norwich and Swansea. Yeah. Who are no mugs, obviously. North End so, are playing them after this. Yeah. <laughs> and then just throw Brentford in there. That's, yeah. <laughs> we are looking forward to that, yeah. everyone. Bizarrely, then. <laughs> The more, North End are more likely to get points against them than they are against the bottom Yeah, side. was it four points from the bottom three this season? Yeah. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Rotherham done win, the double? Win against win against Chef Wednesday and a point against Wickham. Win against 10-man Sheffield Wednesday for yeah. like 80 minutes or something yeah. silly. And managed to grind that out. And if you think about it, Birmingham are a fourth bottom. I know North End won down there, but mm-hmm. Birmingham won up, up here, didn't they? So, yeah. Uh, but just going back to Saturday, it's three defeats out of four. You know, the, the, the one exception in that run was a one-all draw against Bournemouth. So, one point out of the last 12, they need some in there. The 12 mm. points clear of the bottom three. Yeah. Um, as things stand this afternoon, I think Rotherham lost last night mm-hmm. on Tuesday when North End were at Middlesbrough. Chef Wednesday play tonight against Huddersfield. It is. Uh, yeah. I should have found out. I, I think it is, yeah. And I'll go with so, you. Um, so that, that could slightly change if Chef Wednesday mm. won I think the gap will come down to 11 but I don't think <coughs> all three in the bottom three are going to get out of it you know mm. like at least two of those are going down now Dep- one might you know like find a bit of form yeah. people keep going on oh Rotherham have got games in hand Rotherham have had you know, on the second big Covid outbreak they're just coming back they're not in good form mm. they're going to be playing every Saturday Tuesday Wednesday whatever from now on because yeah. the you know the well behind so, but I just don't what you want though you just want North End to get to the fifty point mark mm. or whatever it needs. I generally adopt Very a phrase quickly. that um, Chris Bowden uses or the Burnley reporter that we work with. He uses it kind of every season where it's like there's three teams worse than Burnley this year they'll mm-hmm. stay in the prem and 
do do people really not think there are three teams worse than PNE in no, this but league? A, in, but that's a prem. Like in this division, we should be better than that. You know? Oh, I know that. But yeah. like in terms of like relegation, if that's if that's what I'm talking but about, that, what North End have to do? Yeah. It, no, me. but not what. Yeah, but I don't think they will be near it. But the, you know, we'll all feel a bit like breathe easily. Mm. When there's fifty, you know, people going about fifty-three point mark, you know, it won't take that. And I hope North End get way beyond fifty-three points, you know. Yeah. But um, I think they'll be all right. It would take a big run for a lot of teams below them to sort of get yeah. above it. But sixteenth in the table. They need then. the what well, you. We need the points to get one because they've taken one point out of the last four mm-hmm. four games. You don't want to get sucked into that tailspin. Mm-hmm. You just you, you want to win. You want to go into an international break. They have got yeah. three big, as you say, three big hard games after well, over Easter after the international break. Norwich at home, Brentford, at, uh, Swansea away, Brentford at home. Yeah. Now, as I say, they could end up getting something from those in North End. But if if those games go to form, and in terms of where you are on the league table, no, you know, if North End don't get something out of Luton on Saturday, we're going to have a few weeks without anything mm. on the board and that's when that's when it gets a bit worrying a bit squeaky bum time going into those other games against Stoke Coventry you know, Barnsley towards the end of the season you know you know. yeah so if you if you go from right so say North End don't beat Luton it's, um, think positive Tom come on, but, come on come on but 27th of February is the last time PNE won then as you were saying there right so if they don't get, yeah so yeah. if they don't get if they don't get any points from from or don't win against Luton and then you've got Norwich Swansea Brentford and, and things like that don't and go a two well Greek gap as well you know, you're then looking 17th of April against Stoke would be mm. the next opportunity yeah. you know would be and that's that's 27th of February mm. to the 17th of yeah, April without with maybe say without a win yeah. and like it may it, it'd be what like seven or eight games, but like the amount of time, it's so mm. you know it's it's a funny sort of scenario, isn't it? Yeah. But mm-hmm. Especially at the moment, and I, I know I said this to you um, the other day. You get the feeling that teams can just come and do a professional job over North yeah. End. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like Norwich, Norwich, Swansea, Brentford. It, I wouldn't put it past them just to come get ahead, get two nil. Yeah. You know, and just, just goal, and just pour, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. and just kind of put North End to one side. Almost, almost in the way that Wickham did. They turned up and they were, it was fairly professional performance, and and you could almost see it a, a golfing a golfing class at yeah. times. Well, you think of, you teams think are capable yeah, of that. You think of Norwich coming up here. They got Pookie up front, haven't they? they got some good mm. players. Brentford have got Tony, then Ivan Tony, then going to Swansea. Mm. North End's record at the Liberty Stadium yeah. is pretty pretty poor, and, and Swansea do seem to be playing some good stuff at the moment. You know, mm. well, they got beat last night, didn't they? You know, uh, so. yeah. Yeah, got beat at Bournemouth, you know, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, just hopefully, you know, get him a bit fresher for... Freshen that side up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what would you I'd like to see? I'd just like to see a little bit different than... If it's not Sinclair, we'll put Barquez in. If it's not Barquez, we'll put Sinclair mm-hmm. in. If it's not Johnson, we'll put Potts in. Like, just mix it up a little bit. Like, would you like to approach. see three? Three at the back, again? The Rovers sort of situation? It may be... At home, I can't see him doing it, but... Mm-hmm. I w- if it if it means a sort of second up front, or, you know, mm. you know, two strikers or one playing closer to the striker, I won't mind to see it. Do I you think see it, it as a more defensive formation. It three, depends. Three who you, usually, no, no. Sometimes not. It depends who you use your wing backs. You know, yeah. if you were able to get Greg Cunningham back yeah. to play as one He's of your wing backs, you know, and you could even have a winger as you're on the other side, you know. Yeah. So, but. Just a little bit of freshness about it, mm. you know. I'll try something a little bit different, you know. It, you know, he's not everyone's favorite, but 
give Maguire a go there or, or yeah. bring what about Reese? what about let him off the leash a little bit you know yeah. and, uh, and he just seems bereft of confidence doesn't he, does, he just doesn't yeah. seem to he just seems to be kind of mm. running around he's, he's trying but he yeah. just doesn't doesn't seem to be anything brought on against Wickham him. after like 81 minutes yeah. like, we're going back to the Anthony Gordon yeah, so, yeah. you know there was no point bringing him on against yeah. um, what's he gained apart from yeah. just being out of I the suppose, game and that's his yeah. last I suppose at Wickham, you know, it was that it was only one goal they were chasing, you know, mm. you know, but you know, just do, do, you know, just you know, let's just spark it up a little bit, you know. Mm. And I really would like to see Gordon start, you know. And if fair enough, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. Yeah. Like we, we, you learn then, well, you know, we can't put everything on him, you know, mm. but give him a chance to at least, you know, have a bit of a run at the defender. There's got to be a reason why Everton are so yeah. keen on him. He's played, he's yeah. played Premier League games, you know, it's not yeah. as if he's a, he's a pup coming out, having had sort of, you know, one, one game in a, you know, you know, an 88th minute substitute run in the Premier League or something. This lad's yeah. played a few games, you know, so yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see, you know, like him in and, you know, just mix it up a little bit. Yeah, Luton are currently three points ahead of North mm. End, so they're no, they're no like, they're no mugs. They, mm. you know, they're, they're all right. They're yeah. decent side. With a win, they can go up to tenth. So yeah. you know, especially this middle area of the table, it, mm. it is quite, quite close together. It's that big clump of clubs, isn't it? You got yeah. Preston, you got Luton, you got Rovers, QPR, Bristol QPR City, City yeah. Stoke, and Millwall, and then there's a six-point gap yeah. between the next, and there's they're, only. There are defined sort of yeah. sections in this yeah. division. You get it in the Premier League, I suppose, but it, it sort of worked out. You know, in that top group, in that group of clubs there we mentioned, you know, North End and Bristol City both flirted for the playoffs in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, Blackburn have done a little bit, you know, at times, you know. Um, is this a squad? Yeah. Is this a North End squad that you expect to be around the playoffs? Not now, no. 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 At the so, start of the season... At the start of the season, there were various polls done on Twitter and things mm. like that. Where, how do you expect North End to be doing? And I, I did put at the start of the season, not in the playoffs, but, but if they got a striker yeah. at the time, because a big debate was, yeah, was yeah, a striker, was I thought if they, got a, if they got a goal scorer, mm-hmm. I thought they could challenge for it. Now, I've been proved wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I'm wrong on most <laughs> things in life, I think. <laughs> My wife will tell us that, yeah. But, you know... I've been proved wrong on that, but I genuinely thought at the time with you know with Ben Davis, Ben Pearson yeah. available. I think I think there was mm. too many heads turned on that, and I yeah. think I think DJ was one as well. But yeah. and he's admitted he was distracted by all he the contract was. stuff, and and I think the whole season really, especially in hindsight, which obviously is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. The whole season was derailed by this this contract situation, yeah. and that that isn't really something to put on Alex Neil. That's something to yeah. kind of put against Higher the club. Up. Yeah. Um, so I think North End were almost starting the race a couple of yards behind most yeah. of the clubs that have got that maybe got that thing sorted. Not necessarily yeah. the paying big bucks or anything, yeah. but as long as everyone was sort of committed yeah. and knew where the future lies. But if North End and I agree that North End don't have a, currently have a squad to challenge for the playoffs, and and with all the confusion, I suppose in hindsight we probably should have seen that it was a bit more unlikely. Maybe we were just a bit biased, got a bit carried away with what we'd hoped and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if North End are a mid-table team, mm-hmm. which would be the next suggestion because we don't expect them to go down. Mm-hmm. What what do you expect? Because North End are, are a bit patchy. Mm-hmm. They're up and down, they're yeah. consistently inconsistent, which mm-hmm. is kind of the hallmark of a, of a mid-table yeah. team. But the thing is, though, yeah, they are a patchy team in that not so much this season. They have sort of hit, um, in the past, you think, 
under Alex Neil, they've hit patches where they've lost four or five on the bounce, mm-hmm. often with an injury crisis. Yep. Even his best season so far was that first season. If you think about it, was it November, December? Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were without so Alan many centre half. Yeah, yeah, against the Villa game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and um, then recovered well. You know, they've they've gone through this, but I, I don't know. I think this season is the most inconsistent one you know mm-hmm. they started badly in a couple of years ago but then we had two decent long unbeaten runs to recover mm-hmm. um but this season it's just been there's no pattern at all there's not, yeah. there's not been a long you know we've had three out of the last four defeats but it's not four defeats on the bounce there's always a draw in there yeah not one more than not many the, draws only no, five no. draws this season yeah. the best the, the best sequence is three wins on the bounce over christmas the yeah. three one against bristol city Derby and Coventry, one nil, one nil, and two nil. Um, but they've not lost too many on the bounce either. I suppose the, the the consistency came earlier in the season when they were losing everyone at home, but winning away. You know, mm-hmm. there was again the results were sort of interspersed with each other. But if you separated home and away, home yeah. form was absolutely ridiculously <laughs> bad, and then it? flying away from yeah, home. and flying away. You know, so I, I've I, for a long time I've never known as an up and down season. I yeah. think, as you say, consistently inconsistent, uh, unlike unlike other years. And we'll move. We'll use that to move on to kind of the final topic, really the the form and the manager situation. And you know, North End nineteen defeats this year. I know that's going around a lot. And Alex Neil kind of said we're, we're losing a lot more, but we're also winning a lot more than normal. Yeah. And and I, I mean, personally, I'd like to see a few draws thrown in there because as you need much as now. anything, yeah. Going unbeaten mm-hmm. affects morale, and yeah. it keeps it keeps that sort of air of invincibility around you for even if it's just a few weeks. Just, yeah. We might not we might not win, but we won't lose. And mm-hmm. it kind of you know that's what North End could used to go like I don't know 10, 11, 12 games unbeaten. Mm-hmm. You might only win five or six, yeah. and it's nothing. You're not picking up racks and racks of points, but you're going on this long run, and it as much as anything, it helps the fans kind of you know be a little bit more positive and all that sort of stuff, and. Yeah, a draw can help you recover. If you've had a couple of defeats, mm. you get a draw while well, you've halted that. If you had a couple of wins, well, you get a draw. Yeah, a little bit disappointed, but it's a point at least. Yeah. But no, no, the ratio this season is like decent number of wins, but it's very all very, you know, yeah. 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 Um, um, we'll have to, I mean, right, last point on that is Millwall a 10th with 11 mm, wins and North yeah. End a 16th with 13. But the difference is Millwall have drawn 16 games. Yeah. And PNA have drawn five, no. and and that that causes you know Millwall are now what uh, t- they're still ten points off the playoffs, but mm. the tenth in the league, which yeah. is a lot healthier than being yeah. in sixteenth. Well, if you think about you it, know. North End should have gone there two weeks ago. Yeah. North End should have had a point out of that yeah. one. You know, like, I know they took the lead, but you can argue oh he shouldn't took a lead away, but they did enough properly for a for a drawing. Yeah. So that what that that should have been. You know, Millwall pegged back two points, you know, whatever. Yeah. You and know, it all adds so, up yeah. if you can. Because yeah. I, I, I did it a few weeks ago, and at that point, North End had lost something like 10 games by a single by a single goal. And those just turn a couple of those into draws, and yeah. it changes the season. Yeah. But if North End do finish 16th, for example, where they are now, mm. coming into the season where people were hoping for the playoffs, mm. I know there's been a lot of unrest. Mm. Is that cause to change the manager, finishing 16th? I don't know. I don't do you look know. at it? Do you yeah. look at it as as objectively as that, as as stati- statistically mm. as that, as oh they finished sixteenth? That's I mean it's not football manager, is it? No. Where you know I think the, the way it's going is there's got to be a check. I don't know. Is there got? Do you change it now and because, give them time be, because you need the short term 
boost. If you need that's that. if you're worried about relegation, Relegation, then I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, do, do you need to do that? Maybe the sort of, if they had three or four less points than they did at the moment, if they were still on 40 points, for example, or on yep. 44, that might be something you consider. Yep. He is on thin ice. You know, he can't, he can't escape the fact that if they lost against Luton, they're going into an international break. Would that be a convenience time mm-hmm. to look at it? It is late in the season to sack. Yep. Um, then you get you get to the you get to the say if he does stay in office, you then get to the summer, see where they are. Presumably, mm-hmm. they do stay up. Uh, as you say, is is a mid table finish. I think I think sort of like sixteenth place finish would be disappointing. Yep. What what they had so far under him set it was seventh. 14th, 9th, and so they're averaging about 10th place, aren't they? So this will be a be a drop, and I I just think (coughs) I I can see I can see two arguments. I can see the fans who who want to change. I can totally understand that because the the football's not been great this season. Um, They've got a they've got away. You know, they were very high pressing in that first couple of seasons. Which sometimes you can't press if there's nothing to press. You know, if a team sort of sits off you and lumps the ball or something, you can't push forward to press. There's nothing to press. Mm-hmm. But they do seem to have lost a little bit of the spark. Yeah. I just wonder if, you know, Neil sees the summer as well. You know, has has he? does he feel he's taken them as far? Even if they, if they stay up, fair enough, you know, they, they have stayed up. But in his heart of heart, would he be able to turn around and go, yeah, I can get this side promoted again? Or, well, you know, get challenging for yeah. the promotion place. Or will he look at it knowing what the recruitment might be? You know, like they say, there's going to be another big change this summer. But of what standard of players? <laughs> League two clubs, pre- beware. Yeah, no, you, know, <laughs> you know, but you know, are they going to go looking a bit further down, or yeah. will the finances be such, such that they've been prudent during the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and managed managed the pandemic well, while some other clubs haven't, yeah. and some other clubs might suffer and Preston might not you know and the transfer market is going to be a different one than mm-hmm. probably what it has been so right. which might benefit him so I, 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 on the Alex Neil front then mm. there's kind of I reckon there's sort of three schools of thought right mm. I'll put each to you and you mm. can give what you what you think right mm. so there's there's going to there's gonna be one mm. that Alex Neil is just not good enough yeah mm-hmm. what do you think of that I don't think he's not good enough I think mm-hmm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a good championship manager I think if he left Preston I think he would go on and do something quite good somewhere else. Yep. I think he'd do well somewhere else. Just maybe has, has his resources just, hindered him? Yeah, losing his best players not allowed to spend. Yeah, if you think about it, over the course of time, he's lost Hugill six months into his reign. Yep. He lost Callum Robinson. Ca- uh, Greg Cunningham at the end of that season. Yep. Then he lost Callum Robinson again. Yep. Then he lost um, Pearson. Pearson. He's lost Davis. You could throw. I know he divides opinion. Darnell Fisher. Mm-hmm. He could throw Darnell Fisher into that as a key player. Mm-hmm. Did a piece on Fisher on Monday, you know, like previewing the Middlesbrough game, and on the same thread on on, on Facebook, it, it just got polarized opinions. You know, we've not got a clue. You know, like one, why did we let him go in the first place? And then some people are replying, "This man's not got a clue because he says he's a good Championship player." So it totally, you know, yeah. uh, different opinions there. But 
to how North End played, Fisher was actually fitted in very well. So you could yeah. say, you know, there's there's some key players there who's lost. He's been hindered. I think Alex Neal's North End, especially early on, mm-hmm. was some of the best football I've seen PNE play in in my lifetime. Like I, I mean, so I'm 24, so like I was kind You're of showing off there right? as, a, yeah. as I was like yeah. as I was growing up. Like the first kind of memories, like that sort of. I went to the Millennium Stadium uh, against West Ham. That so that's like kind of where I start. So I remember it pretty well new Nugent coming through all that sort of stuff right mm. so like but, and then everything after that I kind of tailed off a bit mm. but some of the stuff that North, uh, Alex Neal's North End were playing has been some of the best stuff that I have seen mm-hmm. and and, and we we say obviously that people like Ben Pearson and Ben Davies would probably make it into the team of this century stuff yeah. like that you know the, the quality has been there and and as you mentioned before that they like to press these yeah. sorts of games mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't some of the best nights I'm sure PNE fans will say recently stuff like when you against these high press sides when yeah. North End against Leeds for example whether it was Boxing Day or at, at Deepdale yeah. and, and things like that those sorts of moments that there was never a dull moment in the game and mm. it was and that that was due to Alex Neal's style yeah. I'm with you I don't think that um, he's not a good manager I think there's there's been things that have have limited and stuff yeah. like that I think I, I think the finances have limited him yeah. and I think in the trade he's a frustrated guy at times. Mm. He, he, he finds it hard to hide his mm. frustration. He said this week, he said he's at his most vocal during the transfer yeah. windows in, in public. Because he's trying to get his point across. Yeah. So it won't necessarily change minds above him, mm. but it might at least, he gets the message out, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I think he, I, I think he's a good manager. I, I just think, you know, he, he might think yeah, that's my next or, one. Or North End might think that it's run its course. That's my next one then, right? Yeah. So we had three. That was the first one. Second mm. one, has he taken them as far as he can take them? Or has this has this reached a natural conclusion? And if so, mm. how far do you expect a manager to take them? Yeah. Where where Who comes in? What do you do on that sort of front? I mean, what 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 can you expect? As we kind of mentioned there with the limited resources, resources losing your best player... What what do you expect a manager to come in, and where is the point where you go? Oh, he's taken us as far as as we can go. Because uh, as well, I start to wonder: Do you have to be sort of careful what you wish for? North End have had it in the past, where you know was it probably the Alan Irvin sacking, where they maybe got a bit a bit carried away, maybe a bit over egged themselves, and then everything sort of slid away. Then had three really bad managerial appearance uh, um, appointments on yeah. the back of it. Yeah, yeah. And but but then again, yeah. and you can't you can't just go. Well, yeah. we can never sack him yeah. just in case this happens. But yeah. like, what what do you expect from manager? What yeah. what is the next manager going to come in and, and take uh, them into the playoffs? Mick might, McCarthy, Neil Warnock have it, done it. I suppose. It depends. But. It all depends on I think on what the summer budget's going to look like and mm-hmm. what what's available. You know, it might. People keep going on about. Oh yeah, Neil's brought in this many players, and Grayson brought in that many players. Mm-hmm. But a lot of signings, not just at North End, but most cl- a lot of clubs now, the club signings. You yeah. know, everyone puts their head together. It's, the manager will put forward. I quite like the look of him, him, him. The chief exec will put, or the advisor will put. Well, I quite like the look of him. You know, like can we fit him into the budget? You know, and like, sometimes it's well, you liked him, <laughs> Tom Bayless, yeah. <laughs> But you know, but, you know, I liked him and everything, and he will fit to the budget. Would yeah. you be happy to work with him? And yeah. he'll go, yeah, you know, yeah, one or he might turn around and says, no chance, you know, or you know, the manager, you know, someone might be just totally, totally out of reach, or they might 
there might be a mutual thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, I like the look, of, you know, we both like the look of him. They've it's, got a new recruitment guy who's come in. Yeah. Who's obviously going to have... as well. Yeah, a guy called James Beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, from what it sounds like, it, it sounds like a bit more, I'm not saying it's a money ball thing or anything, but a bit more data-driven as well, yeah, you know, yeah. like, because you've got to do that. I think there's, oh, yeah. there's two ways of look. you know, like, you can go and look at a player in the flesh, you know, your own eyes, see what they're like, follow up that data, mm-hmm. you know, that you've got. But it's worth having, you know... Norwich's model was very data-driven. I remember mm-hmm. them saying that they... I think Emi Buendia, when they signed him from the second division in Spain, mm-hmm. he he was in an average team, didn't have a great season, but his numbers were good for what he was yeah. doing, and they brought him in. Now he's tipped like a £40 yeah. million pound player, all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure there's plenty that don't work, mm-hmm. but it, it, it can work, yeah. and a lot more teams are adopting Dude. that sort of model. Yeah, so... But, you know, Probably got to look outside the box a little bit more on the side. Mm-hmm. I think North Endor really have done really, haven't they? They've going down to League One, they will look at different players. Yeah. The foreign market is is going to be closed a little bit by Brexit as mm-hmm. much. You know, you, you won't get a work permit for the the lad you take a chance on from the Spanish second yeah. division anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Which is not something that North Enders have ever really been troubled with anyway. No, but they anyway. were just starting to go, you know, <laughs> yeah. with Emil Reese, just as they sort of, you know, yeah. broke the mould on the foreign signings. They sort of, you know, they, you know... Typical North End. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they, they get that door, not totally closed on them, but, you, yeah. you know, yeah. You, Makes life a lot more difficult. You can, you can sign players from, you know, from the EU or whatever, but they're going to have to, you're going to have to meet a, a set of criteria and points, which won't be as easy, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're having to persuade a panel that yes, you know, like X, he might not be a full international. He might only have played under twenty one football or something. But we we've seen something in him. And wages know? play a part in that and stuff yeah. like that, don't they? The amount that they're offering things like yeah. that, which then makes it a riskier mm-hmm. deal to go and get these players from abroad because yeah. you've got to offer them better wages. All these sorts of things. But yeah. coming back to the the main point is mm. that has Alex Neil taken them as far as he can go? Or, but or is it? it is that very subjective? Because if you mm. say to, I suppose if you say to any manager, mm. you say you could say, oh, this manager's taken them as far as they go, and then you go, all right, right, but they've just been bought out, there's 100 million to spend. I'm yeah. sure he could take them a bit further. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it, do you think it's, that, that maybe that, that, so that second point, that second argument is a very subjective one. It all yeah. depends on maybe it what the summer's like. depends on the like. budget, but uh, yeah, I think budget's a big one this summer, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where you are. Are we going to keep having these face pulling press conferences well we need to go and do this you know we need to push that and it's not happening I think managers do go in cycles I think Simon Grayson went uh, after four years and four months at North End he went because Sunderland came in for an offer for him but I think he had reached the right point there. I think that summer was a good time to change. I don't think the, I don't, yeah, stagnation is the wrong word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe just sort of, plateaued maybe? Yeah, plateaued, running out of a few ideas, a bit of spark. And I think it just worked out wonderfully that Sunderland came in for him. And Alex Neil was was still fresh. It was the right summer to make a change. This one might be as well. You know, Mm -hmm. it really might be. Because there's going to be a lot of change. But then, so then the third point is, so we've had, is he just not good enough? Mm. Is it he's taken as far as he can go? Or is it just that he just needs that more time? He's spoken about needing more time. Is it yeah. just, mm. you know, s- s- keep the faith? Is it is it that scenario? I mean, North End have n- haven't, especially of late, obviously, mm. not really been that much, that keen to kind of pull the trigger and and, yeah. and, and get rid. They try and give them time. And yeah. managers know coming in, they get time. Players yeah. generally as well have a decent amount of time. They do, yeah, yeah. Um, and is it just a case of with every... I mean, there is a part of me that's like, 
he was swimming against the tide from the start of the season with all the stuff that was going on. And a lot of it was out of his hands with mm. the contract situation. Yeah. Players were distracted. You know, it, you then bring questions into how injured people mm. were, things like that, because the, 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 the distract, all this sort of stuff, you don't want to risk it. Mm. But then, that and that's what he's got to fight against. Yeah. And if he gets this what I'd call maybe a, a peony equivalent of a war chest in the summer, which won't be, will. I don't, which no, won't I, be loads anyway. I, I think we've got to walk. It's not going to be that. There will be money to spend, mm-hmm. but I just think it will be on the fact that North End are in a better financial position to spend than some other clubs, you know, like, so yeah. it won't be, a, it won't be a hefty amount. It'd be about being cuter, you know, mm-hmm. with the money. But there's um, not much saleable assets this no. year. Not in the past, it's been say Cal Robinson going for yeah. seven million, Jugal mm. going for nine million in, in the yeah. January, things like that to spend. There's no one there. At there's the no, there's no. there isn't that this year to to, to fund it either. So, mm-hmm. I, I, is it just keep the faith and 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 give him this chance, and mm-hmm. then you just say right, well, right off that season, you've got to get it right. Yeah. But it's a you know, know. Right, where, where what, do you? What, what sort of players are you going to bring in this yeah. summer to be able to go and challenge the likes of whoever, like, say Bournemouth don't get up this year, they're still going to have the parachute money. Whoever comes down... Or even even Reading, who are fifth. Yeah. And you look at the likes of uh, uh, John Swift and, mm-hmm. and people like that that yeah. are there and um, Puskas that's been playing all right and um, Zhao and, and things like that. Do North End have... Uh, Ovia Jari as well. And... Um, do North End have the people to challenge those sorts of quality of player? Are they going to be able to go out and buy that quality of player straight away? Mm-hmm. I spoke to Alex Neal about it. I think it's actually towards the end of last season. But that it's got to be a perfect storm for North End for them to get up all these players. Yeah. So when Callum Robinson has that season that mm-hmm. attracts the attention of Sheffield United, he has to have that season the same time as Jordan Hugel has yeah. his that gets West Ham yeah. and another and another. Maybe like Ben Davies reaching where he is now, yeah. Ben Pearson. All these sorts of things have to come together that at once. That was probably the first season when they finished seventh. There were mm-hmm. only two points out. Pe- people have said, oh, Pe- Pe- they fall away every year. Mm-hmm. That first season, the sort of fall away was in the middle of the season. They yeah. actually finished the season pretty strongly were, from about... The only ones left, weren't they, on the last re- day? Remember when Maguire came back in about March time after his injury? Yeah. They won at Bolton on Gentry Day. They went yeah. to Sunderland a couple of weeks later and won up there and... You know, I think Fulham beat him at home, but they beat Bristol City around that time. They had a, they yeah, had was two, that the two one at, uh, under yeah. the lights that one wasn't yeah. it? They had a, then they had a, scored, I think. Yeah, then they had an iffy Easter. They lost two Brown games chip. at Easter. Yeah, to Chef Wednesday and Derby, mm-hmm. but then they recovered really well. I think they won four of the last five. Mm. You know, I think not the the drew against Norwich at home, um, and um, that probably in the end cost them. But they went to Chef United away to. They were the last, I think going into that second to the last game, mm. there was about five clubs who could have got into the playoffs. After that last game, yeah. North, North End had won at Sheffield United. Because Millwall had made we, a really yeah. strong run, hadn't yeah. they? North End were the only team to be able to challenge Derby. But unfortunately, Derby were playing Barnsley on the last day, yeah. who were all but down, yeah. you know, and just ran the white flag. North End beat Burton, you know. But it yeah. Was, uh, oh, yeah, they relegated Burton as well. Yeah. Ben Pearson scored. Yeah. But then, so on that then... Yeah was last season the season to do it where North End Maybe. were in the position they were in the playoffs when the season they were top got, they were top got, in well, North yeah. End but you know so yeah. maybe that's it 
mm. is it just that they've run the course and if it was going to happen that was the perfect storm and they missed the boat well, yeah. and then and then you get the likes of Pearson and Ben Davies who yeah. want to be in the Premier League mm. who then were thinking twice about stuff all that sort of stuff. was it a case of then or never and yeah. have we missed it now is it a case now that you need a new manager to come in with a big overhaul again this and start summer. a new start project a game yeah so so if we don't like the we don't not, like the word project do you yeah. <laughs> but but you've not got you've not got a manager sort of looking back oh I used yeah. to have Ben Pearson I used to have Ben Davies it's a completely new set of eyes on it mm-hmm. and yeah we can be, get some freshness about the place I think yeah you know, that, that so that that's a really strong argument that I think you know like it's new guy comes in totally new new set of eyes mm-hmm. sort of. No connection with the club, maybe mm-hmm. you know. No. Appleton and some fans who want the Gareth Ainsworth. One, I tell you one thing. I watched Ainsworth last week, and I, I enjoyed watching mm. him. I really did. Um, mm. I've, I've I've got a lot of time for him. I've got a lot of time for what Appleton did. at has uh, been doing at Lincoln after yep. a sort of bit of a sort of in management. He was flitting from job to job, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't necessarily think North End need to go down the ex-player route. Do we have to? You yeah, know, I did, there's no. a bit of an obsession with this. With bringing back ex-players and bring you know on the yeah. playing front, oh, can we have him back? And and ex-players as managers as well, you know, maybe it's time for a completely, you know, if they're gonna change, yep. do it completely fresh. And you gotta remember that when Alex Neal came in, mm. he just won promotion with Norwich. Norwich yeah. He won promotion, got relegated. To be fair, they were out of the relegation zone for a lot of that season. Their last mm. five games, they had like five of the top five yeah. in the league or something mm. silly. Yeah. Went down, they were ninth, and and it. it I remember him saying when he got appointed, he was only out of a job for a, a couple of months, really, and then the yeah. season ended. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like it, he he was coming off the back of something yeah. something good and, and fresh and all this sort of stuff. So on that, it was quite a, it was kind of almost a coup to, to yeah. bring him down from having just been promoted. Whereas, like, I know people were touting someone like Paul Cook, whose mm-hmm. whose last last job was thirteenth in League One, and like mm-hmm. if you compare it to where the ambition maybe they showed when they appointed Neil compared to that. Mm-hmm. Like what? Do, and people are saying Eddie Howe, Chris Wilder. Like I mean, that's not realistic. Mm, but no. not, especially not now. Maybe in a twelve months, if they've still not got a job, they might yeah. get a bit more mm-hmm. desperate and look for a bit less money or whatever. But what? What do you know? What do you want? What do you? What? Where? Where do you go if say they lose against Luton mm-hmm. and that's it? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, my guess, and I don't know anything, but would just be maybe. Galley and Tomo to the end of the season and maybe see where things yeah. lie then unless they have someone in mind like, already you'd in. like to yeah. think they'd probably just see the season out mm. and have a look use in the that, summer use that time yeah if they're going to do it another uh, counter to counter the argument is that with the being a bit of an overhaul d- during the summer yeah I, the one thing give it a completely new fresh of someone else's eyes on it mm-hmm. but then another thing do you owe it to Neil to sort of give him you know, mm. not saying you've starved him of a budget over the years, yeah. but you know, because it's not, he spent quite, you know, during his reign, he's not gone out and spent the money, but yep. players have come in, whether yeah. they've been good, you know, like, but <laughs> if there's going to be an overhaul, does he get one more chance to rebuild yeah. it on you've, the back of a difficult season you've when. You've been here four years, Alex, we'll give yeah. you this one summer where we don't sell your best player. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, as well, you know, this season's been one with the contract situation with no fans in with COVID. Yep. Does. Does any you know? Has he gained do, extra time from that? Does he get? Yeah. Does he gain? You know, it's, it's like saying, does he gain extra time from Saturday, uh, Tuesday's defeat at Middlesbrough, and the mm. fact they were playing all right until Brown got sent off. Yeah, whatever. which is out of his hands. Yeah. So, but I mean, in terms of as well, the way the fans would react. 
do you think had fans been in and then been more vocal, it may have tempted the board to do something sooner? Or would results have been like this with fans in? That's yep. the other. Yep. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think the season would have been worked panned out the same. Yeah. I'm not saying it would have been any better. It could have been worse. Or yeah. It could have been better. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. But I just think it's been such a strange season. You know. I think oh, the main that, yeah. thing from this discussion is that it's just certainly not cut and dry. No. Do you no. know? It, it, I do think. With the fans, I think it's reached a point on social media, certainly. Now, mm. we've got to be careful that social media is a good indicator, but it's not the judge and jury. Mm-hmm. It's not not every fan is on social media. Not every fan, mm-hmm. even if they're on social media, did he post? Yep. They can sit quietly in the background. You use Twitter just for your yeah. information. I did, you I've done a few polls on whether people should keep uh, when people yeah. think they want Alex Neal to stay or not. People may well just scroll past that. And and yeah. I, but my my impression of it would yeah. be whatever is in yeah. that poll. But there's lots of people that don't vote. For yeah. Example, so, but, like but you can use it as a bit a bit of a barometer. Yeah. And the, the the tide does seem to be in one way. I yep. think he has lost a section of the fans. Yep. I don't know what section it's hard to say because as I say there's there's people who don't you know who, who won't be on social media or, or will just keep the views to themselves yeah, without being able to be in the stands and hear the amount yeah. of people for yeah. example yeah. yeah so it's a hard one but I, I think he, he he's got a lot to he's got a long way to come back with the fans I've got to mm. admit that and that's got to be taken into consideration by you know I know the board will make a decision ultimately and at about the moment it, want. Yeah. he's losing more people every week isn't he yeah. unfortunately if you think about you know the, the the fans made the view the views known about Wesley you yeah. know all that time ago um that was probably the only one really when you look at the managerial sackings o- over the mm-hmm. years like well, you think about it Moisey left to go to Everton. Yeah. Was it not a bit with Fergie though? Yeah, yeah. No, we got then we got Craig Browning. Yeah. Now Brown that's arrived just over two years and mm-hmm. it rumblings by the end, but it wasn't exactly placards and yep. sort of um, bed sheets with Brown out <laughs> on. Billy got it, did what he did, um, and then left. Then left. Then it was cold. Paul Simpson that was getting a little bit toxic by the end. Yeah. Maybe not to this, de- you know, the degree of like. This, well, not I don't think it's toxic at the moment, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but then, then it was social media's yeah, come along yeah. as well, hasn't then it? Then we've so had then we had Alan Irving. Now, yeah. I think he's you know like going over all ground here. I think the timing of his sacking was unjust. They weren't yeah. they weren't playing great. You know, some of the football was a bit dull by the end. But he would have kept him up. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a danger they were going to go down. Then they went on this disastrous like Fergie. Fergie's doing well at Peterborough. He's always done well at Peterborough, but he's just not done. You know, he wasn't the right fit for Preston, full stop. Phil Brown was Phil Brown, I think. He talked to himself. Had a decent bounce, didn't he, when he first came in? He didn't win for 13 games. I didn't. What? No, I meant like, oh, yeah, because he went into League One, didn't he? He did absolutely nothing. Yeah. He was a disaster of appointment. They started League One well, though, didn't they? <laughs> Playing that four-three-three, scoring yeah, goals, and then ben, people got injured. Yeah. And it, but you know what? What did he do? Ben, yeah. he went in, and then it was Wesley. You know, See, like, Phil Brown's tricked me as well. Yeah. All these, so, all yeah. these talks a good game. Didn't win. Didn't win for thirteen games. Yeah. So, um, but then, then you got Wesley. You know, the decisive figure. Now that's when mm. he really did get toxic mm. by the end. Yeah. Don't know if he can compare now with then but certainly now you know like Ven Grayson came in he got more than four and a half you know getting mm-hmm. up for four and a half years and then he chose to leave he chose to leave yeah but as we say going back over what we discussed yeah. earlier it was probably the probably right time, time yeah, yeah. So. so but then 
as I mentioned, it's, as you there, say, it's not cut and dried either yeah. way. I think I think you could make an argument definitely for changing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You could make a good argument for changing in the summer. Mm-hmm. You could make another argument for not changing in the summer. Are we going to both have splinters? Yeah. But are we sitting on the fence? I, I, I honestly, but the thing is, you are second guessing only two people. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's down to Trevor Emmons mm-hmm. and Peter Isdale. And yep. it's those two who will make the decisions. Yep. Not even, not the other board members or anything. It will come down to to those two and you've got to read minds yeah you know, like, and I think it's all it's like they I'm, are a patient they've, they've proved recently hmm. they've only had two managers since two since so February 2013 yeah. when Wrestling went they've only employed two managers now if you think there'll be other clubs how many managers have they had in that time and they'll know what the situation yeah. will be in the summer yeah. for budget and whatever and they might be thinking yeah. it sounds like we're sitting on the know. fence Tom but we're not you, yeah. are, you are purely second guessing yeah because we'll all have our you'll have your so, opinion. It's yeah. so subjective because, for example, yeah. my opinion would change massively if I knew there's no money coming in the summer or he's going to get money to spend and they're going to commit to what they, they say they're going to have a meeting with him. And go right, Alex, you want this style of football back mm. that you want? Yeah. How do we go about doing that for you? If that's a situation, yeah. cool. If it's if it's more, we're going to buy from League Two. You just have to make do whatever. Then it's like, well, maybe we need. Someone, someone who who is else. good at doing like making I don't I'm probably disrespectful but someone like Mick McCarthy who's come in and, and just made do with what he's got I know he's got they spend money and they've got very yeah. good players Cardiff but do you know what I mean? that sort of type yeah. if that makes sense so it, yeah like I say it's not cut and dry but it's no. just so yeah. dependent and again who knows like yeah. you say there's there's only two men that yeah. that know for sure mm-hmm. uh, and the summer situation matters a lot but again if if they get nothing from Luton. You've got two week period there over yeah. the internationals where in the end, it might, yeah, results might. It is. In the end, results will you know if it got you know I'd mm. say if they didn't if they, if they lost against Luton, that 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 be sort of four defeats out of five, three on the bounce, you know whatever. That mm-hmm. that is twentieth loss of the season. Yeah, that could twist arms. Yeah. You know that could bring it into focus quicker. You know, and so. it may be a case that they wanted to wait until the summer or give them yeah. next season, and then and they might feel that the hand is forced. Yeah. But again, how do you know? Is yeah. it maybe do you need more transparency from the club, or is that is that you you don't really want the club talking about whether or you the dreaded want, vote of confidence, want, no, all this sort no. of stuff? If, you if, don't, do you? If a, if the ball come out and it'd be great copy for us, but if the ball, yeah. if the ball came out and said, you know, oh yeah, he's got X number of games to save it or something. Yeah. Or like it's getting he, football manager well, territory. No, no, this. But he, what, nine know, points yeah. for the next five games. We're right behind <laughs> him or something. That yeah. vote of confidence. People just sort of oh, yeah. vote of confidence. You know, like it's bound, you know, dismiss it completely. It's yep, pointless. Absolutely. It's absolutely pointless. Yep. You know. Yep. So uh, and then, what, do you want maybe a word from the club in the summer? Then depending on whatever situation. Again, it depends on the situation. Yeah. But is it a the case in the summer? Do they no, update the, what the plans are for the next season? The or w- the words from the club in the summer is yeah, this is like this is we're going to bring in X amount. Of, you know, yep. we're going to try and bring do in, what we can. But yeah, but you, you you the evidence will be when players start coming in. Yeah. You know, so yeah. If you you know if you again don't go down the route. Oh, we've got a five year plan or a three year plan. <laughs> you know, people hold you to that, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just left with egg on your face. So. Yeah. So but there's got to be a sort of, I don't know, some kind of, you know, public show that they are going to have a go because remember they're going to they need to start selling season tickets. <laughs> yeah. You know, fa- touch wood, <laughs> touch wood. Fans are coming back in in August. Yeah. 
and about time too. Yeah. You know, but some people will, you know, there'll be some people that'll be queuing outside Deepdale on their first games to get back in. They'll be so desperate. You, you want to yeah. go and see a game of football live. You'd be queuing up three hours beforehand. But there'll be a but lot be others, holding off. There'll be a lot holding off, and there'll be some who, who, who you know, well, what can I do? There'll be know? people yeah. that want investment from the club before yeah. they invest in the yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how it, it's, it's a sort of a two way street, and they see it as they need to see the club spending money and trying to yeah. improve before they give the club yeah. their money. And they'll be thinking, we've had a rough year at home, you know, like yep. I might have been furloughed, I might have had my wages cut, might yep. have lost a job, you know, like why should I commit at the moment? It's been a tough year, fair enough, it's been a tough year for football, it's been a tough year for everyone. Yep. I need some kind of tickle, you know, I need some kind of carrot, some kind of tickle to get back into the, you know, to, yep. to get back into that habit of going to games and parting with your money, so... And but I it does. It does sound like we've got splinters up our yeah, arms, yeah. you know. But yeah. we're not, you know. Like it is. It's hard second. It really it's is a hard tough, second guessing. It? Yeah. I don't. You know. I don't. It's no offense. Now we're marooned at the bottom of the league and we're going down. Yeah. They would have chopped ages ago. Yeah. But they're not. They're in that sort of in between position, aren't they? And you just don't know where they're going with it. That's the thing. Yeah. And I was going to say, like at the end of this sort of point of the podcast, and we are coming to the end of the podcast. In the end, the summary. Mm-hmm. We don't know because it, it is just so so up in the air, isn't yeah. it? And it's mm-hmm. and it's almost frustrating for us that we can't give a, a view either way. And I mean, in general, I'm not as mm-hmm. as black and white as going right, Neil out. That's mm-hmm. it. Every yeah. week now, Neil out it's, until he goes. Nothing's going to improve mm-hmm. because there's so much more to it. It's so clubs these days are so multifaceted, and and like I said, they're not always they're not always the buys of the the manager, for example, the players that come in, all this sort of yeah. stuff. So. If Alex Neal has got money to spend, if they come to him and go, like, as as a fan, mm-hmm. if if I hear the club are going, Alex Neal wants to bring back this pressing, this this quick pace, all this style of football that he did when he first came in, mm-hmm. which is why we're keeping him. We're going to work to that end in the summer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if it's if if that's not the case, and it, it's going to be more of this, it, football is tough to watch at times. Yeah. And if it's going to be more of this, and it's going to be a slog, and you, what is absolutely crap is that. As a North End fan at the moment, you kind of just want the season to end, yeah. and that's not a good scenario no, no. to be in, is it? It's not. So if that if that's how it's going to be, then yeah, the, your opinion changes. But there's kind of so much to it, and it's sort of you know I would say get splinters. It, it, it's frustrating to be in that scenario, but you just don't know. The last yeah. three seasons has been something like first season he finished seventh. Mm-hmm. It looked like you know like it was going away from a little bit. Then he had that you know a very decent sort of March some of April and like a bit of May, you know, like they only just missed out. Last season, the season after, they got to March time, having had a bad start to the season, they recovered really well, had those six away wins on the bounce. They won at Middlesbrough about this time of year. It was about the six six away win on the bounce, that one, and then Mm. they beat Birmingham before the international break. And I think they were only outside the top six on... Was that the Maguire header from the corner? Yeah, and they were were outside of the top six only on goal difference. Then they fell away at the end, but... And then last season they'd gone top, you mm. know, ended up finishing ninth. But even at this stage of the season, Sixth you're thinking they could still restart. they could still make it, you yeah. know, like well, exactly. Yeah, we're just getting, you know, like North End went into the restart in June, mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, you know, let's try and pick up where they left off yeah. to still the playoffs, and it wasn't. So we've always had at this stage of the season something to look at. You know, like still a hint of promotion. Is there uh, then playoffs, careful what you wish not. for? Because this is the first dead rubber that North End have had for a while since. Yeah. 
kind of been in this division almost. I mean, Tamman Grayson wasn't quite challenging, but I like think, yeah, it was two eleven under Grayson. Wasn't yeah, it? you know, the first season was very much a sort of consolidate one. The second yeah. season, even the second season, his last season in the championship. They, they flirted with a little. Yeah, there was, there was a... There was talk of it up, in, up until about Easter and they got beat to Uddersfield, didn't mm. they? And then it sort of... It was very off. much that season where Alex Neal came in, whether Grayson was there or Neil was there. Mm. It was very much kind of, we kind of fancy the playoffs this year. Yeah. And obviously Neil got close, but, you know, it, it's such a difficult spot to be in. Mm. And it's just crap that at this point you're kind of wanting the season to be over yeah. and it, it, you know mm. so if that's going to be if it's going to be more of that then yeah mm. maybe there, it's time to change maybe it's a natural time for a change but if not if we're going to get Alex Neal's style of football there'll mm. be questions of what that is whatever but the earlier style mm. then yeah but you just <laughs> you just don't it's, really know it's just a, it's, a, it's a hard one to guess isn't it yeah yeah but I mean hopefully we've kind of covered what mm. some people think and people can hear if heard us kind of at least cover their their opinions and mm. we're trying to cover both sides as, as best as we can but you know if anyone's got any any views on it or whatever just get in touch with us um we'll go through all the twitter handles now as we uh, as we end the podcast so you get in touch with dave at ad sets underscore lep myself at, at tom sandals and you keep an eye out at, at lep underscore football all on twitter for uh, our stories everyday pne coverage but I think at the end of that, Dave, uh, we don't really know what's going on. We've talked a lot yeah. about it, but I suppose we've just got to see what happens. Yeah, I think just Saturday is such a big one. You mm. know, that, that could tell you a lot. If they, if they won, if they beat Luton on the Saturday... The manner of how Saturday happens. Yeah, if, if, they, yeah. if they won on Saturday, I think it might calm things over the international break. Mm. If they were to lose on Saturday... Wow, it would be. It will, it would sharpen minds. I certainly think you know. Yeah. Well, it might not be conclusive. It would certainly push things. I think. Yep. Well, they could win five nil. So on that note, <laughs> all that's left to say really is uh, thank you very much for listening.